Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parch and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go get it. Well, welcome to this week's episode. We got to start with Tzombin's jam. Jam of the Sizzummer. Are y'all ready for it? <laughs> I can't with you. That, that intro challenge just gives you some... This is a long intro. Legs, and hips and body. body. <laughs> okay, that... you back from hiatus. And you want to start off with that bullshit. <laughs> hey, it's it's the hottest jam of the summer, so let's not. That is like incorrect. Because we both know Beyonce just dropped a single and it's uh-uh, on everybody's mind. Uh-uh, that's for me later, child. You don't don't be taking my topics now. Mm-mm. Uh, well, how have you been, sir? It's been a minute. Jet setting, I guess. It's been a minute. I mean, I have been, well, as of this recording, I have now switched coasts. I am now on the West Coast. I left New York. I am back in California. So I am currently loving it. It's the the weather's treating you right? Well, yeah, because the humidity did not follow me, and that is great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to hit hundreds soon, so don't get too excited yet, child. Just going to say that. Well, I'm going to be inside with the air conditioner when that happens. I know that's right. I stay with the air conditioner, honey. What's on the grill? It's been a minute. I forgot what the, uh, the grill was dusty, child. I had to take it out the attic. I had to make sure it was well oiled. What's on it today? I mean, we got a new grill. It's just ain't been put together. <laughs> You've been talking about that for a minute now. I know, I know. Oh, it has been a minute, and and even though it's been a while since we've recorded, um, I had this topic a couple weeks ago because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna. This is brand new. I'm gonna talk about it." And as of this recording, I was like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't talk about it because it's so old." But apparently, new information keeps coming out about this shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Even now, if you don't know, there was a shooting in Uvalde, Texas at a school, a lone gunman terrorized the school, and the police handling of the situation was horrendous. There were apparently 30 officers on site that did nothing. Um, And now we're, we're finding out more and more about the situation as it comes out. There was a mother who basically heard about the shooting, went to the school, saw that the police were outside or restraining parents, but not going into to attempt to, you know, take down the shooter or assuage the situation in at all. And she went in and saved her own children. Then after that situation, after that happened, she was threatened by the police, um, to not talk to the press about what had happened. What you mean? Yeah, apparently she had like old warrant, a warrant from like ten years ago or whatever, um, 
and they were threatening to like I guess reopen or some some, some take some kind of legal action against her if she talked about you know, how the how the police handled the situation. You know, she went in and when she went in to get her own kids, she saw that there were I think 19 cops at that time um, on site that were not doing anything. And when she went in, um, they were basically waiting for something to happen uh, instead of moving forward and stopping the gunman. And as a result of that, 13 people died. I think it was two teachers and 11 children. And so we also found out later, I, I think this guy just came out this week, that there was a police officer that attempted to go in um, because his wife ended up being one of the one of the teachers that was killed. Yeah. Um, but when he attempted to go in, they took his gun and restrained him. You, like you said, information keeps coming out. I think two things bother me about the whole thing is, one, the police didn't follow mass shooting protocol which is put in place to, again, mitigate as much damage and loss of life as possible. Um, and then I don't know if, if we talked about this or not, but there was a, um, I believe the teacher's husband, one of the teachers who passed and lost her life, her husband also died of a heart attack, like a few days later, just from the strain of stress of like yeah. raising four kids or three or four kids, maybe it's three kids, but it's like, you don't understand the the how much loss can affect a family. In this case, it was double loss that could have been avoided if people would have just followed their job. My question is, which still doesn't seem to be kind of, you know, people have been, I know the police chief was put on leave and all this, this, that, and the other. But I feel like there needs to be some sort of accountability for those police officers for not doing what they wanted to do, for not following protocol, number one. And number two, just allowing it to go go on. Because there was other police, excuse me, other parents that had come up to the school and were giving kind of similar to this young woman where it's like, oh, no, you can't go in, you can't go in. And I think for me, like, there needs to be a financial burden put on the police to be like, you can't allow this shit to happen. Like, I understand you being in a red state, Guns are, you know, all the rage. You can pop them like you get, like, T-shirts at a, at a local mall. But there needs to be repercussion if you're allowing to carry AK-47s. I believe there needs to be either insurance for, for, the, for the gun owner or something. And I also feel like the police should be liable financially. Because once we start going after their pensions, that's when we'll actually see real change. I would like to pose a question because I, I'm confused. Please. Because it seems to me that we see all too often where it's like a traffic stop of a person of color mm. or a an arrest of some sort. And mm-hmm. the police come out in full force and just like spray 30 rounds at a presumed innocent person for the perception of a weapon. However, when we're in an active shooting situation where this person has a, has a gun and is openly firing at children, you don't think that this is the, in essence where like, this is when you should suit up where your Kevlar go in guns blazing, take him out, 
again, I, I don't I don't have words because at this point, um, if I could just hop in for a quick moment, um, I believe I keep every time this happens, we keep hearing the same thing, which is we should arm the teachers with guns. And um, I don't know about you, but most teachers don't make enough money to begin with. And they're using their money to buy supplies. So now you also want them to buy bullets? Like, I'm very confused. No, no, no. No, they don't want you to buy, buy bullets. They're going to supply the bullets. Because, oh, oh, they are. Uh, okay, so one, when this shooting happened, and this is one of, what, 200 that have happened so far this year, mm -hmm. um, the response was not to push forward with gun reform. The response was to... Maybe we need to implement bulletproof doors. Or maybe we need to lock the doors to the school during the day. Okay. So you so lock the shooter inside. One way in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's only one way in and one way out. Because that's which smart. just just from a fire stand a hazard standpoint, that doesn't sound feasible to me personally. But I, I you know, I'm not that's not my job, so I, I don't know. So Ohio, hmm. um, their response, I was actually going to talk about this later, but it was a good segue. Their response to gun violence in schools mm -hmm. is to sign into law where teachers can carry a firearm, but, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they need to have 24 hours of training. Did you say 24 hours? Yes. So it actually takes them more time to recertify their teaching certificate than it does for them to carry a weapon into the school. However, they're going to allot $105 million for it. How much? $105 million. I mean, granted, $100 million of that is going towards grants for $100,000 per K-12 school building for security measures. Five million is going to go to security for campuses, and another twelve million is going to go towards the bureaucratic body for the legislation for the teachers to carry the guns. See, but they're going to pay for the guns. Take me, Jesus, take me now. This is this is what I've been talking about, and this comes on the heels. So I don't know if you heard about this because this broke today, I, and I'm probably going off track. So please stop me if if need be. But I don't know if you heard about the Supreme Court ruling in New York today. No, that says that the law. You know how in New York, because you just came from there, you're not allowed to have guns. You can have them in your home, but you're not supposed to open carry them outside of your home. Well, guess what, boo-boo? That has now been overturned. And I'm like, but didn't we just have a deadly shooting in New York City? And didn't we just go through this in Uvalde? Didn't we go through this in Ohio? Didn't we go... like? So you want to give more opportunities for people to carry guns. And I'm not quite sure for what. I'm still trying to understand what is the what, what is our obsession with guns and why do we feel we need to have them on our persons at all times? Well, your girl, your favorite person, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Who? Hmm. She wants to actually repeal the uh, Gun-Free School Zone Act of 1990. And that is an act that uh, criminalizes, uh, imposes federal criminal penalties for the possession or discharge of a firearm in a school zone with, spe with specified exceptions, uh, including like 
discharged by an individual of the school program or by a law enforcement officer acting in an official capacity. But she wants to repeal that act so that, you know, the everyday person can bring a gun on campus. I'm not exactly sure. So tell me, tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how, let's say Brooklyn is over here and I lost my job, hypothetically. And I'm angry. And I'm mad because Susie Q, who looks like little Johnny's teacher, Sally. So I bring my gun on campus and shoot people because you remind me of that person that made me lose my job. How does that make sense? Because that's what going postal means. Yes. And you want that in a school zone with more children. Yes, but that would mean that okay. then all of the other parents can also have their guns. So when school pickup happens, everyone can be armed and someone else can take out you. And so let's say you, T, get your gun because your child also goes to this school. Mm-hmm. And you take your gun out and you shoot in my direction. Uh-huh. But you hit either another parent or another teacher or another student. What's, what's going to be the excuse then? Was it self-defense or... When the, How do you get away with murder? Well, no, I don't know the answer to that. I can't. I can't answer that for you. You see, so but I'm, but I'm Mary sure, Taylor, make it make sense. I'm sure. You Marjorie, think she thought it out? I'm sure Marjorie has has an answer. You for think you. she got? I'm sure she does. Mm-mm. No, she don't. No, she don't. You know the devil is a lie. I would like to just pivot a little bit. I mean, it's not. It's not a hard pivot because we it, there's still guns involved. It's currently June 23rd. We're coming to the end of Pride Month. Um, and I, okay. mm-hmm. I am a homosexual, out and proud gay man since two thousand one. However, you know we still are, we just still we still in the middle of a panorama, yeah, that people are just forgetting about. So, I am not personally going to partake of any pride events myself. But recently, mm-hmm. there were thirty one individuals that were on their way to a, a pride event in Idaho. They didn't quite make it mm-hmm. there because they were arrested. Because they were... Let me guess. The, out, the outfits were too short. They were showing too much skin. They No, they were not showing too much skin. They were actually well covered because they were oh. equipped with uh, shields and shin guards. And- Wait a minute. So you said they had shin guards and you said they had covering. So they must be some cosplay gay nerds. No, no, no. They... Um, oh, oh. They, it was... Uh, Getting closer. It is reported that they may have been affiliated with uh, the white nationalist group, the Patriot Front, and they were oh. on their way oh. to cause a ruckus. But luckily, someone <laughs> noticed them outside at a truck, at a, I think it was a truck stop or a, a, they were stopping for gas. And it was reported and they were stopped before they got there. Lord, have mercy. And I'm just saying, I, you know. Did we learn nothing? You know the gay is the gays get one month to just like you know party, have fun, like flop, wave some rainbow flags, and just be happy to be out. And y'all can't even let that happen. Why live and let live? You know, I wish I could say I expect anything different, but I unfortunately. It's so, maybe I'm desensitized to life in general, but nothing surprises me anymore in this country that we live in. 
Oh, we have we have went so far left, and not in values, but so far left in what society allows. Like again, we're banning abortion. We're going after condoms next. Like it's so many different things that we are trying to fight and take take rights away. That I'm actually not too surprised that they tried this shit. I'm I am thankful that nobody was hurt because that could have been a very devastating event if if things happened, but. Thank goodness somebody spoke up and spoke out, which is not something you normally would see in a um I'm assuming you said you said Idaho. I don't know what color state that is, but that's a rural area, I'll say. No, I have just left the East Coast and it's hot and I'm kinda thirsty. I just need something to drink. Some icy would be left. I keep crying. No tears, just tea. Well, let me see. Um, you know me. I like to have uh, the new watch list of things to watch and things to look into. But Netflix is really grinding my gears. And I want to see if you heard about this new show. First of all, I don't even know where to begin. I feel like Netflix, not only are they raising their prices... But I feel like they definitely have taken a side in the culture wars in the last couple of months. Like, obviously, it's Pride Month, to your point. And so when you log on, there's a section for Pride. But between, like, the Dave Chappelle transphobic stuff, the Richie Gervais transphobic special, like, Netflix just seems to be... And they don't forget they fired all those people last month. uh, All of the specialty section so from the black group the gay group the asian groups all of them fired i don't know what netflix's thing is because they've stepped into it again so in case you haven't heard this past week there's a new reality competition think of it like survivor mm-hmm. but you know what survivor didn't have a name called snowflake mountain what which that's the name of the show uh it puts uh 10 entitled young adults into a wilderness camp where they're stripped of their privilege and whipped, excuse me, whipped into shape by a pair of survival experts. Now I'm all here for like, you know, freaky Friday, let's switch lives or swap a wife swap and all that. Now, right off the bat, the show kind of makes us, wants us to think that the cast is a joke, right? But in the opening minutes, we're introduced to these quote-unquote snowflakes who are largely, get this, ladies and gentlemen, people of color and or queer individuals. I think there's one out of the one, two, three, I think there's two uh, straight people. So, I mean, actually, I take that back. I don't know if the the brown people I'm counting as a minority. So I don't know if if the brown people are uh, 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 gay or where they are on the spectrum, but in the first few minutes, you can obviously tell the gay one who's, you know, there to be gay. Uh, they're all shown to be, and this is both the black and the queer. They're all shown to be kind of whiny, lazy, oversensitive, self-centered, or vegan. And I don't know why vegan is a negative thing, but that's how they make it. You know how they play the music and how editing is where they make it seem like this is some bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's the trope is just very... It's played out. It's been done before. And I just want to know, is this supposed to be 
charming? Is it, is this supposed to be like the big British bake off? Am I supposed to be like excited to tune in to you degrading a certain type of people? And again, maybe it's a miss uh what is it called when you, a misdirection and maybe it's going to be a uh enduring thing at the end, but the first 40 minutes that I saw I was very confused. And with the name Snowflake Mountain and your survivalists are these white men cisgendered looking like they live in rural America with their hats and their sunglasses. I just don't know if that's the right image to be giving out there. Your thoughts. That is what is entertainment today. Um, it, because, is it? I don't well, I mean, laugh I feel, at that. I just feel like at this point, Netflix is no... And no publicity is black publicity, and if it and if it is perceived oh, to be bad, and they it gets people to talk about it, then that is good publicity. I mean, they are they're banking on their bigot. They're also the outrage. On, they're banking on the outrage. They're making content mm. that is just like not well thought out or not well executed. They're banking on their biggest hit of the last season, Squid Games, right? Um, everyone, mm-hmm. we were tra- we were shut in, and it was a runaway hit. Now they had two because they also had the other one, the uh, the the Carol Baskin people, the what is it, Tiger, not Tiger something, Tiger King. Um, yeah, so Tiger like, King. Yeah, yeah. I didn't personally watch Squid Games, but I do recall that I. Oh, I a, a large portion of that show was like the contestants dying, right? In these, yeah, games. yeah, yeah. So they're now going to in make, these games. They're now going to make a Squid Games reality show. Interesting. Oh, you got a good point, T. But I'm like, are, are we I forgetting that the point of the game was to kill the losers? So are y'all going to be executing people on? on the show like what is i mean i wouldn't put a bad stuff and not to mention i also think squid games in my opinion was also about a cultural like although we watched it and we were all like enthralled the whole purpose of the show was for us to take a look at ourselves and be like look what we just put ourselves through we were rooting for certain characters in the show knowing that other characters weren't going to make it so who were we we were just like the rich people that were playing the game in the show that were like for my entertainment so for me, I think you actually hit something that I didn't even think about because this is very uh, squid gamey. Again, it was only one episode. I didn't really move on from there, but I, I it, it will be. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think, yeah, I don't know. I'm just at a loss. Um, how about this? Have you heard of somebody by the name of, um, I believe his name goes by. Buzz and his last name is um, Lightyear. I don't know. He's a he's a very very uh, new star out here in in Hollywood. I don't think I know him. Well, Buzz Lightyear, in case you didn't know, has been in. Oh my God, how many films has Toy Story put out? I feel like they did a trilogy, then they added two more. I feel like since then, but he has his own show coming out or own movie, rather. Excuse me. Uh, just called Lightyear, and it's, I guess, about his life pre-Toy Story. So think of it as a prequel, right? Well, the good news is Chris Evans is in it, right? We love Chris Evans. You know, the Tom Hanks, everybody's back. Uh, I think Kiki Palmer's in it, so that's going to be great. Well, 
guess what? Some movie theaters had a plan. Specifically, your good friends in Oklahoma. Don't be confused. It's not talking about the theater play. We're talking about the state of Oklahoma and a movie theater that warned parents about a same-sex kiss in the movie. They had promised to fast-forward the brief moment of two people same-sex kissing has decided to show the film in full after the the online started to drag their asses because we're talking about a two-second, maybe maybe five-second. That's not even going to be that big of a deal. They were ready to fast-forward to draw more attention to so there could be more questions by youngins going to go see this movie. What do you think about that? I think that the over-sexualization of children and how the these people push their ideals on what they think children are going to think is ridiculous. When kids don't have the notion of inappropriety that these parents push on in them. When I, when children see same-sex couples or you say he has two dads or he has two moms or whatever, all the kid sees is that they have two dads or they have two moms or they love each other. Like, it's, it's, I can't even find the words because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking about too. I was saying, I was, I was when this first came out, I was like, do I expect something different from Oklahoma? And I was like, mm, not really. But what I think to your point, as children and their innocence, you know how I feel about children. I think what bothers me the most is that this is the kind of, um, how do I want to say this? Misplaced outrage and homophobia that, we get suicide rates among the LGBTQ youth at such a high. The fact that you're fast forwarding brings attention to it. Number one, number two, you make it seem like AKA something is wrong with that. When to your point, they're not thinking sexual. They're thinking to your point, it's a full family. That's their parents, his or her parents, right? It's not, Oh my God, let's think what they're doing in the, in the bedroom or whatever the case may be. And literally, there you can search it on Twitter. It's literally, I was being facetious when I said three or five seconds. It's literally one second. It happened so quick that if you blinked, which most of the children are going to be hands deep in a bucket of goddamn buttered popcorn, that they're going to miss it. And it's just like, I'm glad Mr. Uh, Evans, Chris Evans, who plays young uh, Buzz, he came out and was like, this is ridiculous. And he w- and he also added, let me see if I have his quote. He said, there's always going to pe- be people who are afraid and unaware and trying to hold on to what was before. But those people die off like dinosaurs. And I just am excited that obviously we're getting more support from people out here that people listen to that might be able to open the eyes, right? People look at Chris Evans and they think Captain America, but they also think about all the war movies this fool has done and Maybe he'll change a few mindsets, but I, I, what also frustrates me is like, a- after this came out, it was, it was said that Disney was actually going to edit out the scene because, uh, for the final cut, but after employees were protesting, then they were like, okay, we, we, you know, we, we should might as well do it. Now they did continue the edit for international releases because like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, things like that. But at least here in the States and Canada, North America, 
uh, the the scene will be put in there. But I just I just don't understand why everyone has to be so bloody frustrating. So I am back in the Bay Area, and you know I opened up the little date naps when I got here because I was like, you know, let okay, me see. Look at you getting see, out there. Go ahead. Let me see who's here because I haven't been here in like ten years, so maybe some things have changed. No. No. Um, why is it that everyone on these fucking dating apps look like fucking models? What is this? Where are where are the nerdy chubby guys at? Because that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to find. I want someone that I can have a conversation with about comic books and D and D and cook a meal for and enjoy eating a, more than a salad. I mean, I do love a salad. Don't get me wrong, but. Mm. Can we have some chicken wings and watch a movie? Well, I think that's a great question. Um, maybe you are onto something and you should create that. Because, you know, I think your, you know, the community is very obsessed with I don't want to say body positivity because it's not positivity, but the but the the perfect Adonis style Greek god body and and, and face. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know where that would pop up at. I'm so sorry. I don't either. I just, I would like, I, I, I'm also of a certain age, right? So I am beyond (laughs) the hookup phase. I don't really, it doesn't, I'm not a, a, a part of it. I don't really care for it. I'm looking for a partner, a husband, um, a husband. Or Sesman. Maybe I, you need a no. lesbian. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if if she, if they are going to uh, take care of me the way I want to be taken care of, like <laughs> emotionally, then by all means, bring Easy. it on. Yep. Well, I mean, okay, this is my question for you, T. So you're very traditional. If I could, would you agree with that statement? I mean, that depends on what you where you're going with this. Traditional in your in your. I mean, tr- traditional. You you're not. You just said you don't hook up. You don't do those types of things. That would be a very non-traditional thing for you to go out there and be like, "Let me go hook up with heifers on the street and whatnot." But would you join a thruple? I don't know. I feel like I'm too jealous to join a thruple because if somebody's giving someone else more attention than me, then why am I there? But think about you. You don't like to be bothered, T. That's what I like. You say you want all this, but you are one to go to bed at nine o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? What if your boo thing and and his other boo thing? Be, you know, y'all. So you know how you have that friend of yours that you that you used to live with that had a had a friend group that ha, that was in a throuple. They have been you like you said haven't been here for ten years. They've been going strong. I see them doing TikTok dances sometimes. Or they on TikTok, Instagram together. Like not overly. Um, What's the word? Not overly out there, but they still be living their best life in 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 what looks like. Again, I'm on the outside looking in, so I don't know. I can't judge their their house, but they look happy go lucky. So my question is, if that was the ticket to your happiness, would that be something that you would entertain? I mean, I guess I at this point can't really put anything out of. I I would like to say that I would not 
take it off the table. But I would have to see oh. when I'm what if that situation came to fruition. I know that's a good question, T. I wonder why people look like models. That's a good question. Maybe you're on the wrong. Are you on the model apps? Is there different types of apps for different types of? I don't know. I, well, f- let, y'all let me know what. Where is the app for the people yeah. that are tired? <laughs> Mitch, that's the mall. Mitch, you better go, go to the mall. I, <laughs> because I just want to take a nap. Uh, I, T, how you see? This is what I understand. If you over here talking about you tired and you want to take a nap, how are you gonna have time and the energy rather for a relationship? Because Boom. we, my ideal man, will want to take a nap with me. Boom. Ah, okay, that's a good. That's a good. So really, what you need to do is date somebody in their fifties. I, I'm, you need to that, date someone like I am not opposed older to that. than you because that is still yeah. my age range. Bitch, that is not your age. Yes, it is. I am almost forty-two, so fifty-two is Uh on the table. Fifty-five, bitch. Get you somebody with some some benefits, child. Is Social Security still fifty-five? No, it's like (laughs) sixty-two. Oh shit! They raised it. That means we're gonna be eighty. Damn! By the time we get anything, Um, well, Social Security is already depleted. By the time we retire, it's not gonna be. There's nothing there. Raisins in the potato salad. You don't see that every day. So you talked about your friend, and you tried to put her on me, Marjorie, earlier. Remember? And you was like, oh, your girl this, your girl that. Well, I want to talk about your friend. You know your friend, Lauren. Bobert. Because uh, I, I, if you're going to put Marjorie on me, I'm going to put Bobert on you. That's what we're going to do. Well, as you as you all know, uh, hopefully you all spent some time with your fathers, or at least in a card, or since something this past week, because uh, it was Father's Day. And so, of course, you know your girl. She comes out slamming bitches left and right. Um, She recently came out and said, and I want to make sure I get her quote right, because if I get it wrong, it's not going to do it justice. She said, the role of the father is absolutely fundamental to the family and to the society as a whole. On this Father's Day, I want to send out a a shout out of gratitude to all the dads across America. Now, right there, that's beautiful. That's that is wonderful. Nothing from there should be taken in a negative light. However, um, I guess there was some shit behind the, behind the scenes because Chastin, the husband of Transportation Secretary Mr. Pete Buttigieg, had said, hey, bitch, wait, wait, wait a minute. I think this is a great time to remind you of how you mocked Pete's parenting skills when they became new dads. So he reposted a tweet and responded, our two-month-old son was on a ventilator at a children's hospital when you attacked my husband for being with his family. I watched him take calls and Zooms from our hospital room all day, managing crisis after crisis while our son's heart monitor beeped in the background. And, and in case for, for the, those of you who don't remember, uh, Chastin and Pete became dads, I think, last September, maybe October. And then a couple of months later, right around Halloween, it emerged that the son, Gus, had needed to stay in a hospital because of some heart conditions. Um, and that was the time that Bobert posted a video in which she lambasted Buddha Judge for taking paternity leave, joking that he was trying to learn how to chest feed his kids. And so I just want to, again, remind everyone, like, families come in different shapes, sizes, and builds. And I think it's important that we allow families their own time to grow, love, nurture, and... We don't need to attack children. And again, I know she's going to say, I wasn't attacking the child. I was attacking her father. 
But in this instance, you are attacking the child by saying he doesn't have a a, a valid family uh, unit. And I just think that's a little bit much. So, T, I got to come to you. What you going to say for your girl? That's your girl, Miss Bobert. What you got to say about her? Uh, what I got to say is she might she needs to keep her mouth shut because she is under, <laughs> I'm I, I'm not even saying because of what she said or what she did but like she's been saying a lot of things that even the GOP has not been agreeing with lately and um, has been coming under fire and so things have been coming out about her fundraising and everything and the people that took down um, what's his name Cawthorn are now looking at her so she, she better Ooh. she better and that is. It's coming from inside the house, bitch. So you, you you better watch out. And you know what? That's all I got for Karens today, because let me tell you. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. I got one more Karen, bitch. I need everybody. And this could technically be T, but it's also a Karen. I need everybody to go watch the Karen movie teaser slash trailer. That movie, I'm going to make T watch it. T tried to be, he been ducking and hiding all week <laughs> that I've been trying to get him to see it. Something about that movie just got me, like, it just... It just, it's that bitch from uh, Orange is the New Black. She just plays such a crazy fucking character. But let me tell you, if you haven't seen it, it is the funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's like a scary funny. Like the way she just pops up, she's one of those bitches who you will go to sleep and she will scare the shit out of you. So please go watch that because I'm, Tazam will be speaking about this sometime next, next, next recording. So I want to make sure everyone has done their homework. Now. You got any gossip, any shade? Because I know she ain't bring nothing. She ain't bring nothing. 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 I mean, I got just a little bit of shade. Um, so your, your, your friend, your boy. Okay, you going to stop putting people on me. You, <laughs> that's what you going to do. Who, who are you talking about now? Tucker Carlson. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This fool. He looked like a big toe. So, <laughs> so Tucker Carlson um, has mm-hmm. his own show, you know, on Fox. You know, uh, over uh, there mm-hmm. chilling, mm-hmm. just chilling. Uh, so mm-hmm. recently, um, the K-pop group BTS, you know them, right? Oh, I know them. Everybody, yep, they got a big people. They they, they were in, watch out. They were invited to the White House uh, to address. Okay. Uh, anti-Asian discrimination with, with President Joe Biden. And apparently okay. that that did not sit well with Mr. Carlson. I'm sorry, why? Because because why? He said, yeah, so we got a Korean pop group to discuss anti-Asian hate crimes in the United States. Okay, good job, guys. Uh, questioning the activism oh, of one, one of the most popular musical groups on the planet. Uh, so he goes in to basically say that inviting them is degrading America and it's and it's working. So upon learning of Mr. Carlson's comments, Twitter lost his shit. No, I, let me tell you, you cannot. The BTS army is something. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I don't even want to put B, the word T, and the S close together in any negative connotation. I be uh, I rebuke you. I don't want to say backstreet nothing. You, I'm trying to explain to you. You think the Beehive gonna sing? Let me tell you, BTS gonna they gonna K-pop all over your face. Go ahead, right? Rap. And and they and the the, B, the BTS army is they, I don't cross. They cross pollinate. They 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 stand up for anybody, anybody. Because like and, when they and were, you know what. 
and they in all time zones, so you can't escape them. Every time zone they got covered. So they on your ass 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But go ahead. So Twitter lost a shit, and that and basically not the BCS Army, but Twitter was then exploding with memes and prayers for the BCS Army to decimate Carlson. And so it was just like unrelenting for 24-7 onslaught. Like I told you. You just mm-hmm. you just don't know what you are unloading. You're asking for it. And like, okay, asking you shall receive. <sighs> what can we do? Well, I have one more topic that I wanted to share. Um, okay. Which, you know, I, re- I saw it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I never thought that that would happen or whatever. So uh, uh, apparently um, there was an elephant in India that uh-huh. trampled a woman recently. That's and sad. That is a sad, you know, it, it, it is sad. But as I continue to listen or to the story, find uh-huh. out that after after the woman was trampled, at the woman's funeral, the elephant came back to trample her corpse. <laughs> No, just stop lying. You is lying, Chad. Stop I, making I, stories. Though. I am. I am not lying. This elephant traveled 124 miles and brought a crew. And while it went mm-hmm. to trample her corpse and fling the body, the the elephant crew <laughs> stormed through the the city. And so then I'm like, that's not real. No, that didn't happen. That that, no, that's that what the fuck did this woman do to this elephant? Because you know elephants have a good memory. And I was about to say they don't forget. They tell they don't you for, they don't, don't, they don't forget. forget nothing. So nope. apparently, what this lady did was that she um, held she threw rocks at this elephant and held it back while poachers took her children. And so this was so this lady so this oh. elephant was like, "Bitch, I got your number." Oh no. No, you. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. Bet she they, she deserved that shit. You got what you deserve. Oh my god, I can't even fucking imagine you. So that means you throwing rocks at me, and then my children are taken. Yeah, they got poached. Oh my god. So I'm gonna kill you. Imagine. I'm gonna come back, stomp on your grave, and destroy your village. That's great. What did pe- I mean? I just what I would love to like. What did the village like? I can't even freaking imagine. Be like, I got like it, it's like it's like Ultron when when they went to that uh, Discovia, wherever the fuck they was. We get we getting fucked up because of y'all. The twins are over here now. Ultron yeah. came over here and then uplifted my city because of y'all. Get the fuck out of here. You take your shit and go. She ain't even part of us. Right, right, and she was like. I need I need some help. I can't tell you what we doing, but we fucking some shit up. And, and her girls were like, "Where Let's we go? Where it. we going?" <laughs> Let's take a girls trip. Now that is just fucking. Ins- I can't even imagine that shit. That is like, that is a one petty elephant child. I think that's but crazy. Valid, valid. I just need a little something sweet. I got myself a little candy tonight. I'm actually just 
finished watching you fi- this today. I was gonna say, did you finish it though? I finished it today. So, is if you, anyone who has been who knows me or who has been listening to this podcast knows that I am all about Dungeons and Dragons. I am a player. I am a DM. We know. I, I consume all content that I can, and so I have recently been watching Critical Role. They had a mini series, a four part. Uh, campaign called The Calamity, which is a prequel to the first campaign and everything that's happening currently. And if you want to talk about some amazing storytelling and role-playing, just acting in general, this was a roller coaster. Because in the first 15 minutes, I was crying, bitch. I was going through my emotions. And I just finished the last episode. The last episode was six hours long so it took a minute to get through but when i tell you i was crying like a baby i was ugly crying in here as i'm going through my work day with the headphones on like going through it but it was phenomenal that's it that's how we get it it was phenomenal you're not gonna share anything else. I mean, because I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away because it's. I know it's a lot of content to consume, but like, you you have like characters that are losing their children, and like the world is collapsing, and uh, re- people are recovering their loved ones, and there's like a connection with a a wife and a husband that they had been having problems and reconnected at the end of the world. It's was a roller coaster of emotions. It was the the role play of like the combat scenes was incredible. I cannot say enough about it, but I also don't want to give any specifics because I want people to go and watch it or listen to it on podcasts or watch it on YouTube. Say that last line again, please, because some bitch want to come bark. You said I just podcast, want watch. Mm-hmm. I just want people to watch it for themselves, listen to it on podcast, or check it out on YouTube because it was a roller coaster of emotion that I can't speak highly enough about. Well, I mean the way I mean the way you went through a box of t- a tissue, child. I thought, Lord have mercy, the 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 end was near, child. You knew that the the exodus was coming. So I, I'm. I said I'm a. I don't. But see, the one thing that Tazam didn't share with you all is that not only is it four episodes, it's four long episodes. You got eighteen hours. So if you got, you know, that's half your work week. So be prepared. If if you're gonna do one hour a day, that's gonna be eighteen days. That's gonna take your whole month of July. So you might want to start planning now. So just get prepared. But you can put it on in the background while you're working. Like I did today. I put it on. I have my headphones in. I was going through it. I was working through my spreadsheet, crying in my at my desk. But I, but I was there. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. We'll see how it goes. Well, that is all that I have for today. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, yes. Uh, what about what made me happy for the week? What about what oh, brought sorry. me joy? 
What about my vibrations? What about my foundation? And in case you couldn't get to it, I'll just take over from here. Let me tell you what brought my black ass joy. It was none other than the queen, the one that gets me up in the morning, the one that makes me rise, the one, the only queen. Candy Bird. Her name. You know what? I'm going to end this call. That's what I'm going to do. End this call now. You got some nerve. Legs and hips and body. (laughs) And you actually brought up some shit that I had almost forgot about. That heifer had the nerve to get on what watch what happens live with motherfucking little John. And what's that other that white man name? Uh Andy. Andy Cohen. She had the nerve to say that the escape and any incarnation would beat the number one best-selling girl group of all time. Destiny's child. I almost lost my 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 wig. I almost lost my patience with Candy because Candy, I understand that you are a writer, and don't get me wrong, your pen game is good. But your ass had two albums. What are you gonna do when Cater to you come on? What you gonna do when they looking for soldiers? What you gonna do when they losing their breath? What you gonna put on? You gonna put on kicking it? Bitch, we ain't kicking nothing, but kicking your ass to the curb. That's what we gonna do. See, so now you got me all hot, hot and heated because you brought up that heifer's name, and I had I had let her live because we was on hiatus. But now I had to read her ass for filth because she had the nerve to sit there and say that she with her little girl group that she don't even talk to half of the members. At least we see Beyonce and Michelle and Kelly hanging out at a goddamn dinner doing shit together. You even see Mama Mama Knowles up here in fucking uh, what's her name Michelle's goddamn Lifetime movie. So. The, T.T., let me, let me bring it back down. Because what you're not going to do, you're not going to break my soul. That's what you're not about to do. Let me explain to you. I was in my spirit. And we were actually playing D&D. And the Lord tapped me and the Lord said, look down, my child. And I said, let me look down at my phone. And sure enough, I had, a, I had this text pop up. That said, new music. It almost like I heard it in Missy's voice. You know, Missy, new, new Monica. You know how she do that? But it said, new music. And it, it, it dropped a few moments early and it said, Beyonce, break your soul. And I said, Lord, you are trying to teach me patience because here I am just starting our three hour game because we play games on Monday evening of D&D from 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I knew there was no break. How was I going to be patient? You see, the Lord, he teaches you things all the time, all the time. Ain't it good? (laughs) How was I supposed to be patient and wait my three hours? But I said, you know what, Lord? It's going to be there for me. I downloaded it to make sure, you know. It's going to be worth it. I was like, in case somebody take it off, you know, if it gets removed, I got it downloaded to the phone. 901 came around and I pressed play. And when I tell you that you my got your whole chakra, life, my chakras were aligned and I felt this I felt an out of body of experience because I felt like I was in 2001. I felt I was climbing a gated thing at bar one. And I felt I I don't, I'm not a house music kind of person. However, the verbiage that she was speaking to, she said, quit your job. And I said, you know what, bitch? 
Don't make me do it. I, I got a two week notice on, on deck <laughs> ready. Don't do it. Don't do it. She said, check your vibration. She said, go after what you're supposed to do. And you know what? I sat here and I said, Beyonce, you, 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 you a petty bitch. Speaking of petty elephants, you a petty bitch. Because I said, remember, the whole reason why music comes out on Friday is because of Beyonce's ass. I can still tell you, 2000, I think it was 15, Scandal, the winter finale comes on. Because, you know, Scandal at the time was a hot show. And, you know, here goes Shonda fucking with my emotions. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do for the next four weeks until these bitches come back? And then this heifer had the nerve to drop an album called Beyonce. I said, who drops an album after, what is this supposed to be? Here I am. And I was, I had some shitty ass internet. I'm pressing download, bitch, bitches. It was worse than dollar, bitch. It was slow. I mean, we was, you know, I didn't have money that I have today. So I had maybe like a basic package. And so it took like a good two hours to download the whole album because I didn't know. You see, I didn't know that there was videos. It was a visual experience. And so, you know, the girls, they copy what Beyonce do. This heifer didn't drop the visual album. Here come Lady Gaga with her visual album. Ariana, all these bitches got visuals that are more than one or two videos from an album. Now they got full, full length shits. And they come out on Friday. So the industry was like, all right, bitches, we're moving into fr- Beyonce said Friday, we're going to Friday. Now, for those <laughs> of you who don't remember, before Beyonce did that, music used to come out on a what? Tuesday. I said, Beyonce, no, you ain't got bitches out here on Tuesday buying music again. Because if you didn't go to Beyonce.com, a.k.a. shop.beyonce.com, you would see that she is selling you what? Physical CD. What is CD stamp? Compact disc. Physical compact disc and a t-shirt. Boxes. Don't even know what it is. $40. You got it? Here it is. Some bitches bought four of them. Bought all four four boxes. So they're going to have four CDs. Just in case. Just in case, because you never know what's in the box. You never know what's in the box. You see what I'm saying? It's like this bitch is this bitch got us buying physical media in a world that's digital. If that's not a renaissance, bitch, to explain what it is to me, bitch, because that's renaissance, renaissance-ish to me. Oh, renaissance adjacent, okay? So long story less long, <laughs> I just wanted to say, Beyonce made me get my life. She made me really think about what I want to get give away in like um you know, quit my job. She told me about my foundation that I need to cover. And she really got my chakras aligned. You can't get quit your job because we trying to buy houses. Well, we can't quit our job because I know a tour is coming. So the bitch thinks she's slick because I ain't going to quit my job till I know when the tour is because I've already seen the heifer and flew to Paris to see her. So I can't just be, you know, willy nilly. I got to, she told me long ago when you stay ready. You ain't got to get you ready. You ain't got to get ready. You see? So I'm already ready. I just want to make sure that I'm ready for whatever she's about to give. Because you know it's going to be a moment. You know it's going to be... I'm just intrigued personally to see her growth. Because she's a 40-year-old woman now. Like, where's her mindset with three children? And I personally think, like, a dance... The dance vibe is something that I would be... If I was younger and was going out, I would love to see what it looks like today. Because how do you mix the cultures of trap music, which has been ruling the radio for the last two, three years? And then you had somebody like Drake try his, you know, stab at dance music. And everybody was like, this is trash. But then a week or two later, you got your girl Beyonce come out. And everybody's like, this is the shit. So I think she'll help him sell some records. And she you know what? I haven't even heard 
I haven't even heard his his new shit at all. You, you're not missing anything. I mean, there's maybe two joints that I've listened to since then, and like it comes on the playlist. Yeah, but I'm like, ah, it's in the background. I don't really care. But it's not something like his past joints where I'd be like, oh, let me go. I want to go listen to six, seven tracks out of the 14, right? So um, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in his house to be like, oh, I moved my... Because as soon as Beyonce said he was, she was dropping, he was like, new album, Friday, tomorrow night. And it dropped. It was, you know, a dud, in my opinion. You know, he's a big superstar. And then I wonder how he feels like a week later, this bitch said, oh, you dropped house music. Oh, that's cute. Let me show you how the response is supposed to be. And then dropped her single. So I feel like what he should have did is to push his back because, mm. yeah, like you should have. When she said she was about to release, you should have been going. You know what? Let me let me put this on the burner for like another month or two. It ain't ready. I'm not gonna push this out real quick. And then you know you looking like Nick Cannon just dropped music. Like ain't nobody. Ooh, don't you? Don't you? No, that's rude, Tazan. Don't you? Nick Cannon is a is a G. You better stop. He is a mogul. Don't do that. He bagged Mariah. Name three. Name three songs. Jiggalo. I wait. Jiggalo, the remix. Um, he got songs. He got them. <laughs> well, you can come back to this on the next episode. My memory bad. Damn it! Damn it! Let me see. Nick Cannon. You just gave me the whole discography of Destiny's Child. Your memory is not bad. <laughs> No, but see, oh, actually, that's the only one I know. I'm looking at these singles that came out. I don't know these singles. I rest oh, my I case. I, ooh, man. No, but I'm saying, like, I just listen. He recently the listened. defense rests. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get to you later. Well, I think I didn't rest in my case on on Beyonce being the joy of my life. And uh, July 27th, I don't know what day that is. I'm assuming that's a Tuesday because this bitch want to release music on Tuesdays now. Um, y'all better be prepared because it will be a deep dive. I don't, Tazam can be here. He cannot. That's up to him. But there will be a deep dive into Beyonce's album. So do your homework, do your Googles, do your, uh, read your white papers and all your essays because I'm coming in here ready to discuss whatever she's going to give us because it will be different as usual. And I will wait and count how many people copy off of her in the next three to six months. Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at come to the cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at come to the cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?